This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you can find the time to explore the mind of a stripper, then you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime Time with Isaac and Sue. What they on? All steroids and no carbs. Little thick ass kids. This is prime time. Not like you. We're growing up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Oh, my goodness! Here are Isaac Roth and Jason Sakanik with Prime Time on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Pleased to have you along. Uh, we are running behind. Uh, we did have big sports guest in our first hour, Jonathan Smith. Oregon State coach joined us. So that has put us a little behind. I think the rest of the sports portion of the broadcast today will be about these um, quarterback contracts. Who did or did not get paid. Yeah, we'll get to Lamar, but let's start with uh, Daniel Jones. Um, he goes back to the Giants. Four years, $160 million. I don't get this at all. Now, only 82 of that is guaranteed, so yeah. $82 million. But uh, that would likely mean that Jalen Hurts gets, what, uh, $10 billion? Well, I mean, it, it just th- this world where Daniel Jones, who didn't even get his fifth year picked up, and, and now you're giving him $40 million for having a nice season. But Daniel Jones, if we're going to sit here and we're going we're gonna to say that, you know, running quarterbacks, you can't trust them, and, you know, it's more of a game manager type, Daniel Jones might be the biggest game manager running quarterback in the NFL. Like, if the knock on Lamar Jackson is that you're worried about him staying healthy and that he's not a great thrower of the football, I give you Daniel Jones. That's how they use him last year. Yeah. And what I don't understand well, about this is that, and, and what you're hearing uh, from some of the NFL people is that this may not have been a Brian Dable decision. This may have come from management, that management was in love with Daniel Jones and the loyalty thing, and, and, and they wanted to keep Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, and so this was the way to do it. But they basically bid against themselves. Like, I was listening to someone maybe three or four days ago on the NFL Network that was talking about this, and it was a great point. I forget who it was. It was one of the old uh, GMs. But he goes, because Daniel Jones was asking for $45 million a year. And and we all looked at that and said, $45 million. He's like, yeah, have fun with that. Well, he got 40 out of it, so I guess ask for 45 and you get 40 <clears throat> Who were they bidding against? He was like, dude, if I was if I was them, I would absolutely say, hey, good luck on the open market. Who was going to pay Daniel Jones anywhere near $40 million? You overpaid, realistically, probably by at least $15 million. If Daniel Jones hit the open market, and you're talking about the Carolina Panthers, you're talking about the Atlanta Falcons, you're talking about uh, you know, the Houston Texans, right? Teams that all need quarterbacks, which all, by the way, have high picks, which is also, I think, why you're seeing the market be pretty soft for Lamar Jackson right now, is... 
people don't want to pay 40, you know, plus million dollars for a quarterback. Daniel Jones was not getting 40 million on the open market. Daniel Jones probably wasn't getting 30 on the open market. Daniel Jones was probably getting somewhere in the mid 20s on the open market. So why on God's green earth, besides the fact that you wanted to make sure that you kept Barkley and Daniel Jones, why did you give him $40 million? And I get it's really, you're only tied to him for, it sounds like, two years. They said, what, 80-something, right, guaranteed? 82. 82. So you only have him for two years, so it's not like it's this giant deal. And, you know, he may not end up seeing the the, the whole 100, you know, whatever the, the total value of the contract was, 160, but... Boy, this one, even for a short period of time, this one just makes no sense to me. You also had the GM that came out and said that just because you have a girlfriend doesn't mean that you stop looking for a wife. I, I just I, this this one just makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of hard to see where his leverage was. Um, I don't really know, but the I think it was Tenenbaum, the former Jets guy. Yeah, you know that guy. Yeah, like a GM or something. You are correct. He said that he thought Jones, because he won a road playoff game and because he outplayed Kirk Cousins, he, he felt like he felt like that's his negotiating leverage right there. Is <laughs> that's that, it? Well, yeah, because Cousins signed a – I mean, I think Cousins is like $35 million a year, yeah. right? So, so when you beat that guy in his home stadium in a playoff game, yeah. I mean, this is just Tannenbaum's point of view. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what – Daniel Jones leverage really was, but he obviously had it because he got 40. <laughs> Nine and six. And I think the Giants. 15 touchdowns and five picks, and that's 40 million bucks. Well, and he's got the ru- rushing element, too. Yeah. Um, he, but- he, he was good. I, I guess new coach made him look better. I also think it's a different regime in terms of the front office than drafted him, right? I think... I would I think have that's to, all new guys in there. I would have to go back and look at that. I'm as, I do think it is because I think Dable brought his own. I think the GM that came over was connected to to Dable. So yes, it would be a. I don't know if the entire front office is new, but yes, they, they have a new GM. So if you want to know for comparison, Jones at forty million. That's basically the same deal as Dak Prescott. Yes, and it's also really close to what Matt Stafford has going on. So uh, in, in a in a league. <laughs> And, and by the way, the Giants nine and six, nine six and one. It was a bit of a smokescreen because it's it's not a great roster. They don't have a, a receiver to speak of. Like this is not a a, a team that's loaded with talent. Um, you got Barkley, who you know had a comeback year, but has never proven to be healthy. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins go beeves. That's I'll tell you one. what, he was an afterthought and claimed off a practice squad, and he turned out to be a nice addition. He might have carved himself a career in the league with that. Season. Yes, he had a very nice year. But my point is that. This is a team that needs help, like across the board. This is not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. The secondary wasn't any good either. So in a league where we get told all the time that once you start paying a quarterback a a butt-ton of money, $40 million is a butt-ton of money, see Dak Prescott, it gets harder to build your roster. So you're taking a quarterback that his best attribute last year was his legs. And we always hear that, well, we don't like quarterbacks that can't throw the ball and they're game managers and they only like to run and... And so now you gave that guy forty million, and you're going to hand, handicap yourself moving forward. I don't. They like him. I I just it's I, like the, I it's, don't understand. It's like the housing market. I mean, sometimes you have to pay a half a million dollars for a house that doesn't seem like it should be worth that. Yeah, that's I, that's just the market. I I just I if I, I was, mean, car slid in there at what four years, one hundred and fifty million. Yeah, thirty seven. So I think it's just how you view he, Daniel he Jones. Can, he can throw the ball. I know, Daniel I, Jones can. Well, and I think that's it. It comes down to how you view Daniel Jones. They do think he can, and and I think it's a little. I mean, he can throw. It's just he's not. 
I don't think he's Derek Carr. I don't know if it's worth the credit, but I've also heard some people say they like that. They think he's a gamer. He has like six fourth quarter comebacks and that that's an element too. Yeah. I mean, I obviously they won with him and you know, again, if, if you win with the guy that you say, okay, we're going to keep this guy, you know, you have to pay the going rate. It's just, it just is. I mean, they could have gotten him at 30, maybe 35. And would we be saying this? We'd still be saying the same thing because a lot of us don't necessarily believe in Daniel Jones, yeah. but the Giants do. So if you are, if if that's your guy, it's like I said, it's just it's yeah. the market. I just, and so I find he it, gets. I find it yeah, gets the gets forty men. I just find it fascinating million. that Lamar Jackson gets hit with a thirty-two million dollar uh, non-exclusive offer, so he can go negotiate. You're telling me. Nobody wants to negotiate with him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and that gets into the, yeah. is there collusion going on? Yeah. A lot of people are we'll scream, w- screaming from the mountaintops. But you're telling me that the Giants, if they put the non-exclusive tag on him, that anyone was giving Daniel Jones yeah. anything close to that right. or or had the balls to give Daniel Jones for, for or get Daniel Jones for two first-round picks? All I'm saying is the Giants bid against themselves, and, and if this is the way the NFL is operating now where it's like, well, I don't know. Hell, I, I guess you're all right, and and yeah, we went nine and six with you, and you, you won a playoff game, and then you got embarrassed the next week. Ah, what the hell? Here's forty million dollars, and we're going to make it harder to win because we just paid you forty million dollars. That to me sounds like the most ass backward strategy I've ever heard, and yet that seems to be what we're doing in the NFL, and and it it it, it baffles me. Well, it makes the Bills deal with Josh Allen look pretty good. Yes. Yes, it does. He makes forty three a year. Yeah, Josh Allen and Daniel Jones makes just three shy of that. Yeah, and I get that the cap's going to go up and percentage of the cap and, and and you know it's not necessarily like I said he he if if he's not very good he's not going to see the the end of this but I just the NFL quarterback market is crazy which brings us back I know we'll talk to it but I, I think ultimately why you're seeing Lamar Jackson sitting around right now is is that I think some NFL teams illegal or not, are trying to band together and say, we are not going to allow this to get to a certain point, and that certain point is Deshaun Watson. Right. Let's get into that next. Lamar Jackson gets the non-exclusive tag, which is a little bit of a surprise today, and uh, we'll talk about that when we return. It is 417. You're listening to The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I was reading a little further about Daniel Jones' 
leverage, one GM said, uh, or executive said, that he was worth more to the Giants than anybody else. Yeah. And a lot of the numbers that they were negotiating around were the the franchise tag numbers. So if you if you tag him for two straight years, it's what, like... Thirty-two million and then thirty-eight million. So they were looking at right in between that. So that's why a lot of people thought Jones would fall at about the thirty-five million mark, and he got forty. But it's not. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a lot more, but it's not. And it it can be worth absorbing. It's going to be worth up to one hundred ninety-five. Again, there's a bunch of incentives built in there, but at the base of it, it's forty million. I just. The interesting thing about him is he's the first of the eleven quarterbacks whose fifth year option was declined mm-hmm. since that. So that whole thing was implemented in two thousand eleven. Yeah, there have been uh, eleven quarterbacks who did not get their fifth year option picked up. He's the first one to make his team regret that decision. Well, and 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 it's amazing in that he, he shouldn't have made his team regret. Regret well, the decision. A lot of it was coaching. Yeah, you know, coaching change. Well, but I, I want everyone to realize this: that Russell Wilson. Yes, that Russell Wilson threw more touchdown passes than Daniel Jones. I just this one is just a head scratcher, but I mean, I guess this is you know, I guess people say like, what could New York do at quarterback? And I, I mean, I I guess that's a fair question. I just to me, if you look at what Brian Dable did with Daniel Jones, to me, I think Brian Dable could do that with a lot of players because I think when you watch the way they implemented him, that dude was master. And to be fair, he did not have great weapons on the outside, but. That dude managed a game. That thing, the the the, the training wheels were on that offense so so very hard. And again, his best attribute is just running with the football. Well, he's more athletic than people give him credit for. But oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, but he's but he he used to be a turnover machine. Yes, and he he, and he was, was not. He was not. So he should and, get credit. And for that. some of that though is that they put again the training wheels on that thing beyond belief and was like, you are not going to make mistakes. So I, I will right. be I'll be very interested in two or three years to see how how this thing plays out. But again, I, I boil this down to, and you've heard a lot of stuff that the uh, the Mara family there, the ownership, just is very stubborn. They do not like to admit when mistakes are made. They can be very loyal, and uh, that this was a decision that came from the highest uh, of places that told them to get a deal like this done. So the other bit of news is uh, Lamar Jackson gets the non-exclusive tag. Which does that surprise you? It does a little bit. We knew bit. they were probably going to tag him. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they came out and said as much. And they've all along said that they're, uh, you know, that they're interested in bringing him back. But the non-exclusive tag kind of discredits that a little bit, unless, yeah, and this is where the it's clue, kind of an fu. It, it's a little bit of an fu because what you're saying is. Yeah, good luck. No one else wants yeah, you. Go ahead and negotiate. Good luck. We'll see. And and honestly, what you're finding right now, and again, these are all reports, so take them for what it's worth, but there are a lot of teams out there from Miami to uh, Houston to Atlanta to Carolina uh, to New York that are Raiders. all the Raiders that are all quarterback uh, starved. And they all at, said no. All at least already. At least all the reports are saying, hey, we're not interested. So let me explain this. So if Le- if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens couldn't come to a deal, a long term agreement uh, by today at whatever time it was, yeah, they they have two options. They can place place the uh, exclusive franchise tag on him. He'd play at what forty two million, I think, or something like yes. that for this season, and uh, he is theirs. They control him. Uh, they can place the non-exclusive tag on him, which is what they chose to do, and that's for less money because I think they average it out over the top 10 quarterbacks maybe or something. Yes. Or maybe uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's something a, it's like that. It's a smaller wage. And so he gets $32 million a year, and he can go negotiate, or $32 million for this year, and he can go negotiate with any other team he wants. If he signs an offer sheet with another team, the Ravens have the right to then come back and match that. Yep. 
uh, if they choose not to and let him go to the other team, they get two first-round picks. So basically, they said, hey, the market will dictate this negotiation. We'll throw you out to the market by putting you on uh, on the non-exclusive tag, and we'll see what comes back. And what I think a lot of people are having a problem with today is that instantly, Mm -hmm. and I mean instantly today, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Raiders, and the Dolphins, and I may be even missing, oh, the Commanders, all five of those teams came out and said, we're not interested in negotiating with Lamar Jackson. So a lot of people are looking at that going, wait a minute. So this just happened, and now all of these reports from every single one of these teams, a lot of people are saying that's collusion. That looks way too set up for them to all come out right away and say, nope, no Lamar. And and the theory behind that, and again, good luck proving it, but I understand why people would, would think this is, according to some, now Lamar's camp told Stephen A. Smith that this isn't accurate, but supposedly L- Lamar Jackson, who's negotiating this with his mom and himself, right, no agent involved, he wants Deshaun Watson. He wants Deshaun Watson money, and more importantly, he wants the Deshaun Watson guaranteed deal, which I believe is $240 million, fully Something guaranteed. Something like that, yeah. And a lot of dough, a lot of dough, and and it's guaranteed a dough. A lot of milk. And the NFL uh, owners are saying that we are not going to allow one dumb decision by the Cleveland Browns to reset this market because it's one thing if you have an outlier in Deshaun Watson, but if Lamar Jackson comes behind and does the same thing, will you now have a quarterback at market set that when the next one comes up? That this is what everyone's going to going to going to expect, and they're going to say, "Hey, you gave it to Deshaun, you gave it to Lamar," and the NFL owners are uh, determined to make that an outlier, which is why some of this collusion stuff is coming into play. I don't know uh, if you can prove it. I'll tell you what; it doesn't sound like a ridiculous thing, though. That all of a sudden there just isn't an, an interest in Lamar Jackson. We'll see, you know, if, if there are any other the deals on the table, but. In a world where uh, an MVP and, and a dynamic player like him that you built your entire offense around is going to play for less than Daniel Jones, that is fascinating to me. It certainly smells fishy that all the teams have already come out and said, "No, no, we don't. We're not interested." Well, and and that not just that, but no one's even uh, Lamar Jackson's what 26, 27 years old, something like that. Twenty six, same age as Stetson Bennett. A twenty six year old <laughs> MVP quarterback, and if wow. we're going to do the Daniel Jones won a playoff game, so did Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's awesome. Lamar Jackson is is stellar now. He's been banged up the last two years, but that no one's even willing to give up two first round picks for him. So this is this is fascinating, and and it may it's weird. It, it may be one of those things where not having an agent really ended up hurting Lamar Jackson. No question. And and this is the other one too that they're saying is that they don't want to set the precedent of not only can you sign a two hundred forty million fully guaranteed contract, but you can basically do it on your own and hold the team hostage. And that NFL teams are not happy with this and. You know, they're they're basically saying, you know, kind of an F you to Lamar and, and his family. Well, now some pretty high-profile people are egging him on on social media. That doesn't help. No. You know, because, again, he doesn't have an agent. So he's looking at all this going, and now everybody, like even J.J. Watt came out and said, well, this looks weird. This yeah. looks fishy. Yep. And so he's probably, you know, that doesn't help anything. Heels are getting dug in right because now. Because an agent would, would pay, you know, no attention to that. He was just going about his yep. business, um, and it is just business, but... Lamar, you know, you have to think that a lot of this stuff creeps into on the personal side. And, yeah, and you never know because, again, all we're hearing is reports, right? So you take them from what they're worth. I mean, both camps are going to leak stuff. But and by all accounts, Baltimore has tried, and Baltimore put a deal on the table that was very similar to Deshaun Watson's. It just wasn't fully guaranteed. Here's the other thing to remember, uh, and I don't know what the, the situation is in Baltimore as far as, you know, finances goes, but remember 
that when you give a fully guaranteed deal in the NFL, you have to have that money in cash. That money has to go into an escrow account. So this is why some owners, like let's say Mark Davis, who is not a he's not Jerry Jones, right? He does not have hundreds of million dollars, you know, laying around. If you were to sign Lamar Jackson to a $240 million guaranteed contract, you have to then go take $240 million in cash and put that in an escrow account that it's guaranteed to him. And so a lot of NFL owners, it's not just the fact that you, you know, fully guarantee deals, which is something the NFL has always fought hard against, but it's that you have to have all that cash on hand. And you start doing it with one, and you do it to your running back, you do it to your receiver, and before you know it, you know, you got a couple hundred million dollars tied up <laughs> that you can't touch, and 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 you know NFL owners that aren't just swimming in billions like the the Walton family in Denver, that's a big deal. Which again goes back to the whole collusion thing. So we'll see where this goes. But did you just say the Walton family is not swimming in billions? No, that uh, uh, for those owners that aren't like the Waltons who are oh. swimming in billions. Oh. Yeah, I got. You. Not every owner can can you afford. Say they have uh, they they several don't billion. they don't give to. <laughs> flying blanks about guarantee deals but a lot of owners yeah. not everyone's cronky and not everyone's you know the well, yeah. see the raiders in the same division yeah. with the broncos yeah, yeah. They, they can't do this and so yes those owners talk and i'm sure that they're like we cannot let this become the new norm because if it starts at quarterbacks you know it's going to bleed its way down to other positions oh boy and they're going to draw a hard line and you know lamar he is, may not play now so people are asking like what happens he does not have to sign this tag right he right. can say he can say nuts to it not doing this they cannot find him for anything, he just he just he just doesn't show up. But he can't sign anywhere else, and he can just play this thing out. But once you reach a point, and I want to say, I want to say it's like in June, that once you cross that barrier, you cannot sign a long term deal. There is a point this summer where if he does not have an extension, he can only play on this franchise tag. For Baltimore? For Baltimore. What about another team? No. Once that path is crossed, he, he's he's already had his opportunity to negotiate. That oh. is the hard line that's okay. drawn. Oh. And so after that... So he may have to come groveling back for $32 million bucks. Or he can do like what... It's, it's, so this is the sticky point, is that if you don't show up... Again, he's not obligated to show up to anything. He's not. He doesn't have to sign the, the, the tag. He can just sit out, but you don't get credit for a season. So next year, he would still be... Same thing. Uh, same, same thing. So what Logan Makins did a number of years ago with the the Patriots, he was their guard, and he was like, "I'm not doing this." And remember too, since they they did the uh, the non exclusive tag, his number doesn't jump to that astronomical second year. They could do this again next year, and it still wouldn't kill them financially, which again hurts Lamar Jackson. Logan Makins sat out a good hunk of the season and then came back and played enough games to basically accrue a season. And move on, and move on from from there. So there are some options here, but none of them are good. None of them are good for Baltimore, and none of them are good for Lamar Jackson. Well, I feel like the Ravens is a pretty smart play, though, because I've, if if you can't get a deal done with him, and they wanted to, they wanted to bring him back. Yeah, but they couldn't. They didn't. Lamar was dug in. So if you can't get a deal done with him, you say, okay, well, let's send it to the market. And if he, I mean, he nobody's going to pay him the Deshaun Watson deal. No. Right. If anybody were going to, it'd be Baltimore, his yes. current team. So you send it out to the market, all of a sudden his price comes down and he sees that on paper because he sees that from the that's I mean, the offer. I don't know what the offers will be from other teams if yeah. he even gets any. But what, what then does what what happens then if he doesn't really get much traction? 
then he's got to go back to Baltimore and go, yeah, you were right. Let's uh, do a deal. And and, and then Baltimore's going to go, well, uh, that price has come down a little bit. <laughs> a 20- so it seems to me that the Ravens, dude, that's a pretty smart franchise. And I think the way they've handled this, as ugly as it may get, no. I think they're I think they're in the right here. Well, they certainly I think are in a position of, they're in a position of power, but yeah. you're also, you know, if this is the guy ultimately you want to be your franchise and the yeah. face of your franchise. But you got to be willing to lose him. Yeah. And, and to get what you want. And people say this all the time. And anytime you enter into a negotiation, unless you're willing to say no, you're yep. going to get screwed. Yep. And it sounds like Baltimore is willing to say no. And we've just never really seen it before with a 26-year-old MVP quarterback, but here we are. All right, it is time for In the News, Ted Wheeler versus Greg Abbott. Who wins? <laughs> the battle of tweets. Well, one of them's in a wheelchair, but I still ask the question. <laughs> Here's Buck. Hey, everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. weather hero there just say uh, snow expected tomorrow? Did she just gloss over that? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually hearing that they were getting some snow pellets out in uh, Wilsonville, according to the text program. Wait, today? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, someone just said that. And snow tomorrow? Why? What? Why? I, I, well, I mean, God maybe? I don't know. Who hates us? <laughs> Again, man upstairs. Isn't he in charge of all that? I thought it was Mother Nature. Yeah, she is in charge of all that. That bitch. Yeah. I'm so tired of this. It is March 7, 2023. It's time now for In the News. I'm your noted newsman. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking here at the... Uh... It doesn't It doesn't say snow on my... No. She doesn't know what she's talking about. No. It is going to rain, though. <clears throat> I see, yeah, a, I see a low here of like 36. Yeah, come on. Maybe a wintry mix, if you will. It is National Cereal Day. Like cereal, never eat it. Never eat cereal myself. No. Kid food. I don't mind it, though. When it's in the house, like uh, like when my wiener kids buys it or like when the son comes home and uh, and we stock it up, I'll grab a bowl of uh, like Honey Nut Cheerios or something. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I was going to ask if you guys had a favorite. Uh, well, back life in the day. or Cinnamon Life? Ooh, oh, really? okay. I'm a Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy, so very similar. Ooh, I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. See, best part of it is the milk afterwards. Back in the day, oh, yeah. it, for me, it was Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Oh, my God, those are so good. You can eat an entire box of Fruity Pebbles and not oh, even... my God. Everyone just... loved those. I thought they got too soggy. I was a Lucky Charms guy. Lucky Charms, great. Couldn't and I like Fruit Loops, too. Like I said, the, there's amazing Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries is delicious. Mm. Uh, Cocoa Krispies. Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, corn pops. I, I like all kinds of cereals. It's just, it's probably the worst thing. Like every cereal we just mentioned has zero nutritional value and about 8 million grams of sugar to it. So it's really just not, it's it's a kid's thing, which I don't know why we give kids the worst food imaginable, but. Because it's cheap and we don't care about them. <laughs> and remember when they used to do the, it's part of a nutritious breakfast. Really, Tony? Well, Re- they would show you. Like eggs and juice and toast and bacon. And it's like, yeah, this is only good for you if you eat all this other good stuff also. It's ridiculous. And then a big bowl of Frosted Flakes. You tiger. Can I tell you what I thought was way overrated? What do you But got? was really popular? Rice Krispies. Yeah, not a Agreed. fan. Agreed. Way overrated. 
Can I also like you know it, it's I'd look back on the way my family fed us like growing up. It's we would take we take like like Cheerios or something, and I literally remember taking like a spoonful of sugar and dusting the top of the cereal with it. That was a thing that we did yeah. Yeah, in little, my in my house. You know, like the sometimes pro- it did, it needed a little. Uh, the sugariest thing that you can eat. Sometimes it needed a little kick. And my family would take a spoonful of sugar, like a big heaping spoonful, and sprinkle it on top. My brother would always want cookie crisp, which was basically just miniature chocolate, chocolate chip, chip cookies. cookies. That's all it yeah, was. Yes. And then he would insist on having it with chocolate milk, because having chocolate chip cookies in your milk wasn't enough. <laughs> hey, why are we all fat and have diabetes and no one's healthy? I couldn't tell you. Oh, he was so fat, too. But he, that changed. It is also National Sportsmanship Day. So oh, when you you're playing whatever you're playing... Sure. Online poker? I don't know. Be nice. <laughs> you're, an, you're a good sportsman in the game of golf, right? Well, yeah, that's yeah. what I love. That's one of the things I love about golf is it's a very gentlemanly game. Yeah, not for everybody. Well, those people are called douches. Yes. Because <laughs> golf is very gentlemanly. It is way better when you're just playing with a couple people. Golf tournaments, whew, it's, that can be rough. All right, Ted Wheeler against Greg Abbott. Yeah. Who wins in a fight? <laughs> now, I want to remind you, Greg Abbott is in a wheelchair. <laughs> but Greg Abbott is probably armed to the teeth. So just <laughs> yeah. make no mistake about it. He would shoot Ted Wheeler and then run like, him over. I feel like Wheeler's in pretty good shape, though. Yeah, Wheeler's... is Wheeler like uh, I think he's a healthy guy. Is he a gym guy? I don't know if he's a gym guy, but Maybe he... Maybe home gym guy? And he... would Wheeler have tear gas for him? <laughs> <laughs> he seems fit. I, he strikes me as a runner. Yeah? Yeah. I, I see him lifting. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Can we get him on the program? Does he want to come on? Yeah, I doubt it. Well, maybe he would. I don't know. I don't think he would. <laughs> Tear gas. We can ask. Yeah, why don't yeah, you? See uh, what, uh, I'll just shoot off an email to whoever. Who does he even work with now? Well, I used to know his. Um, I'm guessing that's the city. <laughs> did you know that one of his right hand men, who had to get he got turf. He kind of got railroaded a little bit, but he was a P one of our show. Oh yeah, Did you know I, that? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. So there was an in at one point, but he's long gone. I am looking here, and at one point, it it does appear that that uh, our beloved tear gas Teddy did compete in a uh, triathlon. Oh, he's a triathlon. Yeah, at least wow. there's. I just googled uh, Ted Wheeler workout, see if anything popped up. You know, because workout lot, vids. Well, a lot of times those dudes, like if they're in shape, they 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 do the shirtless, uh, the Brandon Sprague. They're like, oh, don't mind me while I post this shirtless beefcake photo. But there are a couple photos of him uh, at triathlons. You know, shirt on. But yes, he does appear to be very fit. Text line says Wheeler climbed Everest. What? I, I mean, I don't know how we're going to verify that, but that's a heck of a claim. Wow. So again, I would go with Ted Wheeler beats up Greg Abbott. Again, seems to be in shape, and Abbott's in a wheelchair, but you know that Abbott would shoot him. I just, I feel very, very confident, and then he would use a stand-your-ground law and say that Wheeler instigated it, and all charges dropped. We're really talking about the range of Greg Abbott's rifle, right? Yes. So did you see what they're fighting over? Oh, I did. So Wheeler is firing back at, if you don't know who Greg Abbott is, he's the governor of Texas. Yes. And uh, he recently blamed the upcoming closures of Portland's last two Walmarts on the city's apparent lack of law and order. There is no more Walmarts in the city of Portland. So the two Walmarts that were within the city limits are closing. One at Hayden Meadows uh, and uh, Eastport Plaza. I don't yeah. know. I didn't even know we had Walmarts within... I mean, I didn't even know... 
I can't tell you where the closest Walmart is to me. I knew there was that one. It's across from, I guess that's the Hayden Meadows. It's over by like the Sportsman or the Fisherman uh, Marine store, and there's a Lowe's right there. It's tucked right in there. Yeah, okay. Where's Hayden Meadows? Where- it's, it's like across the way from Jansen Beach. Oh, over there. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a Walmart back there? Yes. Well, not anymore. So it's already closed? But there was. Yeah, they're closing them down. Well, they're not closed. They close on March 24th. I know, but people are sending photos. They're not restocking any shelves. Everything must go. So if you, like, people are posting photos online and it's just empty shelves. They're not bringing in new product. By well, the way, according- Wheeler summited Everest in 2002. Wow. That'd be fun to talk to him about just that. I'll bet you Greg Abbott's gun can shoot to the top. He'll just keep doing that. One bullet at a time. According to a spokesperson, the decision was made based upon several factors, including profitability concerns. Although the big box store uh, is closing multiple locations across the country, Abbott took to Twitter and weighed in on the closures in the Rose City. He says, this is what happens when cities refuse to enforce the rule of law. It allows the mob to take over. Businesses can't operate in that environment and people can't live in it. Um, wow. So then Wheeler said, Governor Abbott, are uh, are the dozens of Walmart stores that have closed in Texas in recent years all communities that refuse to enforce the rule of law? The retail industry is changing and retail theft is a national issue. That's actually a pretty good comeback. It, it is. But at the same time. Well, they, they're closing in. They're closing all over the place. Yes. Including Texas, Abbott. But let's also not act like we don't have a problem with the sticky fingers situation in Portland. Well, for sure. It's it's really bad. But the rule of law thing, like, the the other thing he should say to Greg Abbott is that, uh, and I think think this was a Trump-Biden thing, but I'll just make it a red-blue thing. Gun violence is higher in... I think they said gun violence is higher in the 20-some states that voted for Trump than it is in the ones that voted for Biden. So yeah, red or blue. I'll, I'll keep it Trump-like. So I that, saw something like that. So yeah. that's one thing he should... So nice uh, rule of law, uh, you know, <laughs> heavy-handed. We uh, we have law and order here when there's more gun violence. Like Portland is known for its gun violence this year. And the worst gun violence is in red states. Hey, look at us. So that's what we're saying. We're, we're, we're doing okay. We're doing great. <laughs> Are we really? Well, no, it's just this idea that I, I love how they're, it's like, oh, uh, the the liberal cities are all up in flames. No, Well, like that's part cities. of the erosion of America. But you know what? Four of the last 10 mass shootings have been in Texas. So what it's, do you want to well, talk about? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know? Gun violence is actually, is, is, is higher. I think by a pretty high percentage, like five to seven percent or something. In red states than blue states, but yet it's the lack of uh, leader or it's the liberal leaders that are ruining these West Coast cities, which, by the way, these West Coast cities are all fantastic still uh, and have been for many, many years. But, yes, the homeless issue is is uh, certainly a problem. Listen, you snowflake. I don't want to talk about people dying. I want to talk about TVs being stolen. So let's not change the subject here. Let's talk about what really it's matters. It's such a really bad argument. But I get it. They, You know, it's a nice little virtue signaling for their their constituents and there's there. a perfectly good walmart in beaverton oregon just west of portland oh is there yep yeah it's just the ones in, in portland that are, that are shut down yeah. like we have mountain vancouver but one in, in downtown but, but like stores are, are, are shuttering and i will say that i i do in all seriousness it is ridiculous it is effing ridiculous in our country now across the board that we have in place now this idea that 
you can just go take whatever you want and whatever. Yeah, that's got to stop. Uh, Nike shut down recently, you know, one over here, uh, a bunch of stores over in Jansen Beach. And this is happening across the country. It is effing ridiculous. There, and, and by the way, the, the amount of people that say, well, you know, it's it's just things. Things are more important or, or people are more important than, than, than items. It is such an ass backwards thing that we have that there seems to be zero accountability for this stuff. And people aren't even trying to hide it anymore. That's got to stop. Whether it's in Portland, whether it's in Texas, whether it's in San Francisco or whether it's in Georgia, wherever the hell it is, that has got to freaking stop. I also think it's uh, great that Walmart is leaving Portland. I mean, <laughs> I love how Abbott's like, oh, yeah. oh no, yeah, no, we're like, yeah, fine, who cares? <laughs> so, in fact, one of my buddies, Walmart, one of my buddies out in Happy Valley posted something. He goes, "That's all it took to get Walmart out." He's a small business owner, and you know, Walmart often gets uh, credited for crushing yeah. small businesses everywhere. Right. So, um, all right, next, beware the car on fire ruse. Have you heard of this one? No, this but is a new one. my car has caught on fire before. They're trying to get you. <laughs> Sorry about the ruse, gentlemen. It is 4.53 on the fan. All right, here are some facts, because I, like uh, I like to spit facts here on the broadcast. Science. You fact snowflake, you. The murder rate in the 25 states that voted for Donald Trump exceeded the murder rate in the 25 states that voted for Joe Biden in every year from 2000 to 2020. Well, look at that. Over this 21-year span, this red state murder gap has steadily widened from a low of 9% more per capita red state murders in 2003 and 2004 to 44% more per capita red state murders in 2019 before settling back to 43%. I can't say I knew in that. In 2020. What does that have to do with... So much for law and order. I wonder how much of that has to do with just the, you know... And that's not just guns. That's murders. Murders. I you just, know, like stabbings. Yeah. Or maybe like, I don't know, chokings. I just wondered how much that <laughs> is. Is that a word? Chokings? Well, I would assume that the vast... Stranglings. Ma- I guess that's true. Like the vast majority of murders, I would assume, by gun, <clears throat> but that's not necessary. I don't know. I would... I. I'm intrigued oh, you by want, the, you want you, you want to find your own facts? I just I would be interested in doing a little alternative uh, facts. No, I just would that, that that will probably send me down a rabbit hole. I would not have thought that was the the case because no. a lot of like the the big uh, cities um, like like Chicago and Baltimore and places like that, like you hear so much about. Like Chicago is a freaking war zone. My daughter went to school there, but obviously that's one you know that's one little pocket of of the uh, of, of the state. I'd be interested. I, I, that's your noted newsman brought very interesting facts today. Beware the car on fire ruse that is happening <laughs> in love the, town. Love that this is the ruse. We're just lighting cars on fire now to trick people. Well, no. The uh, so there was a search for suspects. There were three incidents of this that happened all in about a forty-five minute span across Portland, and it happened on Sunday. And so they what they're doing is they're stop. There's two people. They stop a driver. Mm-hmm. And they tell them their car is on fire. But it's not on fire. No. But then they get out and they, they're like, oh, back at your tailpipe. Oh, your car's on fire. And then they get out and then they, so they check. They get and in then your car. The, and... and then the perps jump into your car and drive off. Wow. I yeah. That happened three times. Really? On Sunday. And people fall for that? Like you're just yeah. like your car's on fire and you're just like oh really like you wouldn't know that you're apparently it happened uh, yeah all huh. three times uh, it worked now do you want a good Samaritan fiery car wreck 
Because we have one of those, too. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, I saw that. The yes. K.J. Osborne thing? Yeah. What? <laughs> this receiver for the Vikings yeah. pulled so. over, pulled a person from a burning car, and then had the presence of mind to take a selfie with them afterwards yeah. in front of the burning car. Yeah. <laughs> Save someone's life. Huh. I did see that today. So we have two bits of birdie news. One, well, not necessarily good, but a heroic story. And the other one of... Are you happy, though, that your car is not on fire? You're like, oh, man, my car's stolen. But you're like, at least it's not on fire. Which is better? Car stolen, car on fire. I don't know. Well, insurance, how that all works. you got a chance of getting your car back. Well, I'm assuming if your car is on fire, that's kind of the end of it. And why would your car catch on fire in the back? Well, that's where you should be like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, it's not. I assumed this was one of those, like, people were lighting a random car on fire. Someone was was pulling over and be like, oh, my God, let me help, and then doing it. I thought there would have to be an actual car fire, but apparently not. I also think you underestimate how many people understand the mechanics of how their car works. I bet you could convince half the drivers out there that something on the back of their car could catch fire. Well, my wife got a call the other day. Have you seen this other scam that's going on where they call you and they say, hey, I'm a policeman. And I am, uh, and you have a warrant out for your arrest. Yeah. Oh, I get that voicemail a lot. I walk in. Uh, I was taking. I think I was walking the dog or something. I walk in and I hear her on the phone with this person, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I I just, I just did this to her. Like, <laughs> like cut it, dude. That's a. I knew it was a scam the second I heard what she was asking. She's like, "Great, now I'm and arrested." She, well, yeah, and I think she was like, "Oh she my was, god!" She was buying it. I'm like, "Babe, that's a. Hang up. <laughs> Why do you answer these phone calls?" Because she's a good person and she wants to believe in people. I guess so, yeah. And she, she said, this is a scam. She sounded like an 80-year-old woman. I think this is a scam. And then the guy hangs up. Sister Jean. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're so cute. Well, at least you didn't get scammed. At least you were there. So too. they were saying there's a warrant out for your arrest. And they don't they don't say anything about money. They What's just say. The end game? Like, yeah, I don't know. I think or, if she kept going with it, it, it probably yeah. would have been something about money. But pay for, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, if you just pay now, then Yeah, there's we'll, a ticket. And we yeah, can, you know. Or something. I don't know. It's just like God. Don't answer. Don't answer your phone. How about that? Oh well, I, that is that's one, what I tell. That her. is one strategy. If it is a number, if it's important, they'll leave a message. Yeah, and you can check the message and then decide whether you think it's important enough to call back. That's how I operate. <laughs> Isn't that how everyone operates? No. That is hundred percent how I this operate. This is how the world operates. Oh, really? Now, if you see it, if it's you and yeah. you're calling me, I'm like, oh, yeah. well, I wonder what's going on with Suka. I know it's you. I'm talking about numbers that you yeah. don't know. That is that never is answer them no, ever. It's no. never good no. ever. Although, and if you, if it is good, they'll leave a message. Although I, I do like that uh, I have uh, my my cell service. It it gives me the scam likely like 99 times out of 100. Like yeah, it, they catch a lot of them. It, it tells me when it's uh, when it's up to no good. I think it could even say scam on my wife's phone, and she'd be like, hello? <laughs> Who is scam Who is like? The, hello, scam? <laughs> my dad's move back in the day when they would call, like, the telemarketers to call your home is he'd say, oh, okay, yeah, um... By the way, I didn't catch your name and, and your phone number. Can I get that really quick? And they'd say, and they'd be confused, like, I'm, I'm sorry, why do you need my number? Yeah. And he's like, because I'd like to call you and interrupt your dinner with your family when I have <laughs> yeah. the chance. And they're like, oh, 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 they don't know what to do. Oh, if it's important, they'll come and arrest you, says Deal. That's right. That's what I told her. I was like, that they're not true. just going to call you and say, hey, hey, we got a warrant. I just want you to know we have a warrant, we have a warrant out for your arrest. Now she's they're probably, just going to come get you. She's probably sitting at home right now fearful that someone's going to come Van Damme or front door. The police are that come would be funny. raid the ROPs. Like if you got like Officer Potter or someone. Yeah. Or not. Well, she knows Well, Potter. I know, but like one of his friends would yes. knock at the door in full yes. uniform. She'd yes. crap her Dude, pants. Dude, she would, too. <laughs> she, wouldn't, she wouldn't pick up on it at all. She'd be like, ah, all right, take I me away. Paid. I should have paid. I should have all right, there we go. There's in the news, uh, March 7th. We're way behind. 504, the uh, Hot 5 at 5 
I guess 10 is next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.